You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Completely unknown to me, right? And I, I take full responsibility for this. Uh, tomorrow is, well, t- or today, rather, when this goes out, will be Good Friday. And I wasn't paying attention. So uh, normally I would say, I, and I told Bruce about an hour ago, I said, let's just take a couple of days off and just relax. It's Easter weekend, uh, and we'll just uh, we'll just relax a little bit because, you know, we've been going at it six days a week for how many weeks now or how many months now. So, um, yeah, it's nice to uh, nice to take a break. But, Mike, it's your fault. You popped in and you said, let's do I need something. My <laughs> you need your counsel. I want to hang out with some deplorables that have yeah. half a brain and you can have a decent conversation with yeah. and get my counseling in at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll do something short for those that are wondering. Today is not going to be as uh, as off the chain as the, the other days that we do. Uh, we're just going to be real laid back today. Uh, nothing serious. And it's not going to be as long. So we'll probably do maybe half the time. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, you know, just as far as we go. And we'll just talk about whatever comes up. I mean, I don't, re- I don't have anything planned. I have nothing planned. I do, Mr. Anderson. Can I ask you guys something? Like, I think. Well, before uh, you do, Bruce, you- before you do. Yeah. I have to ask because it's become tradition. Bruce, how you doing? Yeah, healthy alive. And freshly shaven, I see, Mr. Babyface. Yeah, he's yeah, in here. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. got it all off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you know why I always have a beard on because, uh, uh-huh. you know, I don't really have much of a chin you, line. You, here, look so. about, you look about 15 years younger without that beard. I still, when I do super clean shaven, uh, I still get people asking me what high school I'm going to. So <laughs> I guess that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's pretty awesome. Continue. Mike, how are you doing today? It's good to see you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. I've uh, been busy at work, and that's been a blessing. And really, I just came on to see how you guys are doing uh, and to, to vent a little bit. And one of the things I had on my mind, because I've been watching, you know, we can watch things on Telegram and get all of the right-wing media and get all our resources from there. And then we can go to the left and listen to all their, their BS and all their crap that they want to push forward on us. Uh, but it's community. So how do we get back to community where we can actually speak to one another uh, and, and actually try to help one another without being at such odds? And I, I, I don't have an answer for it. I mean, I think going out and meeting your neighbor might, might be a start, but I don't know. You had brought it up before, Bruce, so I, I was going to come on and say, continue that conversation of, of community. I think it's in community that there's healing, and through that healing, we can actually become a nation again and discuss these, these subjects that, these, you know, that African-Americans want to discuss about you know, they're whatever it is, if how we get past this, where you need to treat us like we're less than where, where it's now your anti-racism is now racism towards white, white men. So, um, which I think is just a whole lot of, of BS. It's well, such crap. The first thing that I would do, uh, if I were you, uh, and this is, this is what I do. I mean, I, I'm, I ignore the identity politics because when you take up the identity politics agenda, you're playing exactly the game they want you to play. And it's a losing game. 
it's a losing game because you're not meant to win that game. It's it's meant to be a forever struggle from one side against another, and you're never meant to agree on anything because there's a divisive point from the start. So there's never meant to be uh, a coming together of something. So that that's not what they want. They don't want people coming together. So they need to keep people divided and fighting. So first, so, so first war, then then community. Well, no, they don't believe in community at all. They believe in in total anarchy and, and divisiveness and tribalism. They don't want any community. If they wanted community, then they would just shut the hell up and, and leave people to be, right? Because that's what we had before. But now they're sticking their noses into it and they're they're controlling and, and steering the agenda with identity politics, as you're talking about. So I don't even entertain well, these, uh, these real talking quick, points I put out. Yeah, go ahead. I want to push back just a little bit. The uh, I, I do think they believe in community, but it's not what we consider community. What we consider community is basically uh, you and I disagree. We can still civilly interact with one another and still be friends and whatnot, right? That is an, a healthy interaction in community. To them, a community is a hive mind. It's a, you jump on board with whatever the talking point is today and you sell out full bore, all of it, you go in, you know, uh, that that is their community. And if you don't um, jump on board. You're not a part of the community. You're not a part of the hive. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So uh, basically to break through that, unfortunately, it's a, it requires you to communicate with them. Um, basically you have to pull them out of the, uh, emotional side of their thinking and you have to pull them into the, the, the logical side of thinking. And that, that, that can be really difficult to do. It, it takes some really, I guess, diplomacy, I guess would be a good word to use there. It takes a lot of work to really sit down and talk with them and get them to, to leave that, uh, emotional side. Because once you get them out of the emotional side and you start talking on a, a logic level, you can get them to see reason, basically. And, and it, or they get that, offended. Or they, yeah. Uh, but that, that's the thing is if they stay in the emotional side, they'll get offended and they'll do the snowflake thing. And, or they'll call you a racist, bigot, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the typical social justice warrior talking points. But they're emotionally driven. How do you reason with someone that's an absolute hysteric? I mean, I, I'm all for sitting down and, and getting people to talk things out. I mean, that's what we that I mean, that that's what we started all this for is because we wanted to sit down and we wanted to talk things out. But when you have someone who's a screaming hysteric and they have absolutely no uh, sense of of wherewithal about anything that's going on and they're just following blindly of everything that they have with the hysteria in the media and on social media and everything that's in their little echo chambers, they won't talk. They, they will not talk. They'll just scream. Do you remember the uh, do you guys remember the woman who was on TikTok? that was screaming after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. You guys remember yeah, that? Okay. I do. How on earth do you reason with someone like that? How do you do that? So the only way that I know personally is you let that person, they're akin to like a drug addict. You, you have to let them hit rock bottom. You have to let them, you know, smash into that brick wall at 80 mile an hour. I mean, you, you have to let them do it. Uh, you know, once they're there, you know, once that happens, you come in, kind of play the the sympathy card a bit and just kind of you know civil to them you act you act civil that that that's the bottom line is we we don't really have to do anything necessarily we just have to stand firm on on what we believe and you know not not jump on board with it the 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 main thing that people are looking for as well for people like us um those that aren't as ballsy if you will or those that are are look I've got a wife and kids I've got a business, I've got whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm complying because uh, those are great risks. You know, I, I don't want my family to be thrown out on the street or what have you, you know, whatever the argument is. But when you have others like us that are similar minded standing up together, it, it emboldens them. So whether or not you interact with the, the person that's the crazy and get them to change their mind, you will encourage others around you that would see that that may agree with you or are more reasonable. So the, the thing about arguments and debates, you're not trying to change the mind of the debate, you know, the person you're debating with. It's the people that are listening in. It's the people that are that are, you know, off on the sidelines. Those are the ones that you're going to change the mind to uh, of not the one you're debating. But your hopes are to change the one that you're debating. But that was great. Right. How much do I owe you for that session, Bruce? <laughs> hey, I wanted to I, I want to get off. That was awesome. That was really uh, I, I'm going to have to. I don't like to listen to the podcast that I'm on. I just don't like to hear myself. I don't know. It's weird. But I will have to re-listen to it. That was you're good. you're in good company because every time, yeah, every time I'm like, uh, yeah, people tell me they're like, hey, listen to the podcast the other day, and I'm like, thanks, I, I appreciate that. They're like, yeah, you sounded good, and I'm like, I appreciate that. I, what yeah. was I talking about? Because I don't listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wanted to uh, touch base on something that I found interesting, and you guys can uh, help me with this. Um, now there's an investigation or in the last couple of days, an investigation into the Wuhan lab. And it's kind of come resurfacing now, right? Hey, check this uh -huh. out. I did, a little, I did a little investigation of my own. So I love how uh, the U.S. uses the god of media to control the nations. So China insults Secretary of State Antonio Blinken. Or in, Antonio Blinken is his name, uh -huh. uh, which I have the write up right here on CNBC, CNBC. You know, first U.S.-China meeting under Biden gets off to a rocky start. And that was the headlines of it. Well, uh, wouldn't you know, as we fast forward, uh, now we're going to start talking about putting more pressure on China. Let's bring up the Wuhan lab again. And now we got some leaks about it again. I, I just saw I found it very interesting to look to just see it from a different perspective and be like, I love the manipulation there. Thoughts? Yeah, and it's. It's it's funny because that's something we've kind of been keying on here the last few days because more's been coming out about that and it's 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 fascinating because now we're starting to see what we were reporting on about a year ago stuff that we were talking about about a year ago saying hey wait a minute uh, Fauci funded these labs in Wuhan uh, Gates is involved with this the the NIH is involved with this the WHO is involved with it. Peter Daszak the WHO investigator six hundred grand. He transferred from the National Institute of Health under Dr. Fauci to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So like, yeah. you can't deny these connections here. And Fauci, we just talked the other day, Fauci's been doing uh, guest speaking events at his own at his own. Um, uh, what is it like an NGO? Yeah, it's, it's the NGO. Uh, NGO. Eco Health Alliance or whatever it's, it is. Uh, oh, yeah. Eco Health Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, NGO. Donald Trump. Yeah. And I wanted to cover this the other day. Donald Trump put out a statement on Fauci, which I think he's still your favorite uh, federal bureaucrat. Yeah. Fauci the slouch. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Flip Flop himself. Oh. But Trump, Trump put out uh, a statement on him and Burks, right? The scarf lady. Yeah. The, the scarf lady. Yeah. Bedazzle yeah. your mask. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Decorate him. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. By the way, Florida students, Florida high school students, if they're caught not wearing a mask, they'll now be reeducated. We'll talk about that in a minute. It, yes. Yes. You heard me right. Yep. Yep. And I want that's good. That's good. You're in here, Mike, because we'll, we'll talk about that while you're here. All right. So this is this is Trump's statement about Fauci and Burks. Based on their interviews, I felt like 
it was the time to speak up about Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, two self-promoters trying to reinvent history to cover for their bad instincts and faulty recommendations, which I fortunately almost always overturned. They had bad policy decisions that would have left our country open to China and others, close to reopening our economy and years away from an approved vaccine putting, putting millions of lives at risk. We developed American vaccines by an American president in record time, nine months which is saving the entire world. Uh, I would disagree with that part of it. We bought Me billions too. of yeah, we bought billions of dollars of the, of these vaccines on a calculated bet that they would work. Perhaps the most important bet in the history of the world. Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks moved far too slowly. And if it were up to them, we'd currently be locked in our basements as our country suffered through a financial depression. Families and children in particular would be suffering the mental strains of this disaster like never before. I would argue that they are. In a fake interview last night on CNN, <laughs> fake interview, yeah. Dr. Fauci, who said he was an athlete in college but couldn't throw a baseball even close to home plate, it was a roller, tried to take credit for the vaccine when in fact he said it would take three to five years and probably longer to have it approved. That part that Fauci said is true because it takes about seven years to develop a vaccine and have it approved. That part's true. So three to five years minimum seven to have it approved. Yeah, so longer. I agree with Fauci on that. Dr. Fauci was incapable of pressing the FDA to move it through faster. I was the one to get it done, even though the fake news media knows this or knows and reports this. Dr. Fauci is also the king of flip-flops and moving the goalposts to make himself look as good as possible, which I think, Mike, you've pointed out on a number of occasions. He fought me so hard because he wanted to keep our country he wanted to keep our country open to countries like China. I closed it against his strong recommendation, which saved many lives. Dr. Fauci also said we didn't need to wear masks. Then a few months later, he said we needed to wear masks. And now two or three of them. Fauci spent U.S. money on the Wuhan lab in China. And we now know how that worked out. Thank you, Mr. President. Is echoing what you said the other day, Bruce. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you have any more to say? I don't want to cut you off. No, it just goes on here about uh, Burks, about how she's a proven liar with no credibility and how she, uh, you know, she had her recommendations uh, and they were pretty much, you know, pseudoscience and how she told everyone to stay home and lock down. And then she went to see her own family and traveled and all that stuff. And yeah, she's basically just a lying hypocrite. So, yeah, go on. I want I want you guys to know that if we ever meet in person with the new CDC guidelines, we can stand close enough to hold hands because it's now three feet, isn't it? We were I, I want to know. I want to know. Are you going to be wearing a mask? Well, I'll be double vaccinated and I'll probably oh, have a respirator okay. on just oh. just for safekeeping. I'll have a P100 respirator on just to be safe. I heard that 30 percent of Americans, even with the vaccine, just I, this was on the Babylon B, um, said that 30 percent of Americans, even after taking the uh, according to the CDC, even after taking <laughs> uh, the vaccine, they plan on spending the rest of their life uh of their earthly lives hidden in their basement just in case the vaccine doesn't work. Here's a, mm -hmm. a serious note. Um, for me personally, every time Trump was all about putting his name on this vaccine, if it was me, I'd be so far away from this damn thing and be like, oh, yeah, you are absolutely right, Biden. You did get that vaccine up and running. Thank you very much. Get me the hell away from it because I, I don't trust it. Yeah, that's the other thing about this is I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, of all things, OK, I mean, I understand why he wants to put his name on it in a sense, because it's Trump, right? He puts his name on everything. So it's the fastest one that's ever been pushed through. But here's the thing. I understand what he was trying to do, right? I, I understand what he was trying to do. But when you... <laughs> When you push through things like this, he he took over the agenda in the beginning. He didn't want Fauci 
and Gates and the Clintons to have the vaccine initiative. He didn't want them to be uh, running the agenda. He wanted to run the agenda and he wanted the administration to run the agenda. So he thought by taking it over, then that was going to be somehow, uh, you know, he would have control over that. Well, who in the hell do you think runs the vaccine development programs behind the scenes? These people, these people run it. So it doesn't matter. He was stuck in between a rock and a hard place whenever he did that. He never should have done that. Never, never. He should have just held off instead of giving into the hysteria. He should have just held off, waited for the numbers to come out, right? Do the 14 days or whatever. Okay, fine, right? Waited for the numbers to come out and say, wait a minute, um, let's look at the number of people that are dying and then let's compare that to where we were. So, okay, so, and then you can warrant whether or not you need a vaccine based off of that. You don't rush vaccinations. And then, of course, this isn't a vaccination. This is gene therapy. This is not a vaccine. So- yeah, as far as as far as Trump goes, I'll just say this one last thing. As far as Trump goes, I don't agree with anything he has done as far as this vaccine. I agree with you. I'd be wanting to get as far away from this thing as humanly possible because now we're faced with another situation. We're faced with another situation of we're looking at more people dying now from complications of this vaccine than people that have actually died from COVID, and I'm not talking about comorbidities. I'm talking about COVID, strictly COVID and nothing else. Yeah. So uh, speaking on the line of the vaccine, what are the, the stats again, Bruce? Is it 99.97% chance of surviving this thing if we catch it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty much my... And what is the this chance of survival for the average flu? Do you know? Is it the same or close um, there too? So when you, when you look at all age groups uh, globally, uh, the chances of death is 0.15% for COVID-19. When you look at it globally, um, when you look at the flu, it's 0.1. So literally it's 0.05% difference. So I just, and here's the thing that it's a therapeutic, it's not a prophylactic, right? It's, it's not a vaccine other than Johnson and Johnson's, right? Johnson and Johnson's, are they the only one that's technically a vaccine and not an mRNA? Uh, I believe so. Yes, they're they're the only ones so far. Made out of baby fetuses to get the Tdap cells, something like that. Well, the initial research was that, yeah, but the new ones aren't. I I I agree. I I have I have issues with with how they did that, but the yeah, supposedly the since they've done that research, supposedly the ones they use now are synthesized, but the research originated from uh, cells. Had to right. Yeah, Yeah. but they they from our own adults because. Because it's our own immune system, you know, the one that yeah. we're created with, the one that's supposed to fight against this thing to begin with, right? That's, right. Yeah. So, I mean, keep your, they, keep your crap away from me. <laughs> the, the, the problem I have with the, the vaccines when they when they did the research, uh, the, 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 the stem cell research and all that, they used fetuses in the beginning. That's the problem I had. They could still use stem cells from adults that were consenting on it. You know, I mean, it, it, you still would have been able to do it. But instead, they used aborted fetuses. Uh, uh, I'm using the, the I mean, language fetus. It's uh, the only normal section to go to. I mean, you go out to the wilderness, you get all the medicine that you can, can possibly find out there in the sea, the wilderness, wherever. Stop plucking at bodies now, right? Yeah. I, I just frustrates me to no end. Uh, I just I, I I guess I'm kind of a naturalist and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just. I asked a question, how the hell did we make it to the year 2020, 2021, you know, with 80 years of vaccinations? How? how? I just, it just blows my mind. <laughs> how did we that make people it? People can't ask that question and go, oh, well, maybe we have natural defenses in our own body that can protect us against this stuff. I mean, it wasn't just till, I, I think I told, did I talk to you guys about the, the uh, consoles, strip? 
So I knew somebody that would get sick and get uh, strep throat three, four times a year. And I'd be like, when are you getting those things pulled? Like they should be ripping those out of your throat. And they won't unless it's actually going to cause you harm or death uh, to the point where it's the, the effects are irreversible. So um, the reason why is because it's a strip of bacteria that prevents viruses and bacteria from exiting and into your body. Wouldn't you know? Oh, we'll just rip that out. You get top, you know, you get strep throat. We'll rip out your tonsils. Well, you know, science evolves. We start to know more, and all of a sudden, hey, maybe we don't want to rip those things out because they serve a purpose. Because I'm a believer, so I don't think he made any mistakes on on how to create us and how to live down here and in this environment. So, been a lot of my pushback on this whole thing. <laughs> but back to the people in the basement um, that are going to spend the rest of the life there. That I heard on Babylon B, they said it's a good life, a really good life. This is a good thing, he said. As long as there's any chance of death by a virus still existing in the world, we're staying put. Unfortunately, he had to venture upstairs five minutes later to reset his Wi-Fi router. There has no, there is no, currently no word on his condition. <laughs> right. You guys got to read that whole thing from Babylon B. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that is as much as that's satire, I know, but that's the same. It's true. Yeah. It, it, that, that's yeah. the vibe of what's going on right now. The people are so afraid. And not everybody, you know, there's a, but there is a large portion of the population that is terrified of the virus, or at least they're capitulating with the, 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 the elites, if you will. The elites are saying, well, wear double mask, or at least wear one mask. And unfortunately, we're all capitulating. So um, it, it, in these, these rules, uh, if you will, and in some places, they've actually become law, will continue as long as the governed comply. Yeah, by the people, the people will, yeah. So, and it's, and if they can break down, if they can break down your own psyche to a point where common sense things are out the window and you just abide and start wearing a mask, it becomes law. Like I was commenting on that, on that post where they're all playing that game, you know, spray, you know, with the, the, the hand sanitizer and the, and the basketball game. Mm-hmm. It's that's like, if we, if we desensitize it enough and make it normal, then this is normal. This is the way it should be. It's uh, and and people just play and it's like it's cult program about sheeples. Yeah, sheeples, man. They just go along with playing the game. Oh yeah, squirt me, squirt me. What the fuck? Yeah. Any no other thanks. time? Any other time? That would be uh, inappropriate to to and at, at the least uh, that that would have mm-hmm. never have made it past marketing. Um, but. It's okay now. Uh, apparently, it's it's all good. You know, yesterday, Bruce, you talked about uh, the uh, you know since we're talking about psychological things, you talked yesterday about how the agenda here has been to divide us from our elderly family members, right? Grandparents, uh, great grandparents, that kind of thing. You know, the word that I was looking for yesterday that I couldn't remember was called ancestor worship, and it's something that the Asiatic countries uh, mm-hmm. hold very high. And that includes obviously China, South parts of Southeast Asia, the Koreas, Japan, you know, all the rest of it. Uh, ancestor worship—it's a big part of their traditional uh, culture over there. And so you look up to your elders, you uh, you cherish your elders because you learn from them. And it's it's funny because we—I mean, we all know, let's not be naive—we all know where this agenda is coming from, right? So it's coming from China. They're not being told to stay away from their elders; they can't because it goes against their traditions, right? All the way through. Same thing with shutting their schools down. They haven't been shutting schools down. They haven't been shutting their economy down. They've been open for a year. We've been closed. Everything is about keeping us separated from ourselves, from everything that we know and hold dear, everything about our traditions, right? Churches are closed, right? 
Where's been the talk about, I mean, we, we know that there's, a, there hasn't been any talk about staying healthy, about eating vitamins and nutrients and things like that. Nothing about that. Gyms have been closed, so there's no exercise. Well, that doesn't make any sense, right? You want to be as healthy as possible to fight off infectious diseases, but yet where's the advertising campaigns for the last 12 months about people's to stop smoking? Where's that? I mean, this is supposed to be a respiratory uh, infection, right? It's supposed to be something that damages the lungs. Wouldn't you want to stop the intake of uh, tobacco products or vaping or whatever? Wouldn't you want to stop that? The churches have been closed. The gyms have been closed. But, well, yeah, the restaurants have been closed, but you can get takeout. But the tobacco stores and the liquor stores are open. That's fine. Yeah, especially in my state. The state the state runs the liquor store. So you, mm-hmm. you, you need to make sure. I mean, what was your excuse? If, oh, if there's anybody that's going through withdrawals, we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. So we need to keep the liquor stores open so they can get their booze temporarily. Um, really? If, if yeah. you like you're, the lockdowns are causing the withdrawal and the and the anxiety and the despair and the hopelessness like that's you're 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 compounding the problem. The last thing anybody needs that's in that mental state is something that's going to depress them even more. That's the last thing they need. Nope. And they're just they're just it's insane. Was it Oregon that just uh, all minor drug offenses, anything, any type of drug charge, any type of drugs that you have on as long as it's a certain amount, whether it's cocaine or heroin? Baltimore. Free to run. Baltimore. It's Baltimore? Baltimore. I thought it was Oregon. Oregon uh, decriminalized cool. all drugs. Yeah. But uh, Baltimore. I think Washington, Washington State did as well, I think. Yeah, but Baltimore now is uh, prostitution, drug per, drug possession, any of that stuff. Yeah, they're not going to not gonna prosecute over that, which that's been going on in yeah. Baltimore for, <laughs> you know, more than 15 years anyway. Believe me, I know I worked out there. Recreational marijuana is uh, allowed in New York now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Governor Cuomo had to do something up there. Yep. Um, okay, so Florida, right? We wanted to talk there about Florida. I mentioned it. Um, students at Clearwater High School in Florida have been warned that they will be re-educated on the importance of wearing a mask if they are seen on the school premises without a face covering. Is this a high school, a college? What is this? It's a high school. And I thought uh, the governor there opened up the state and said, no more masks. Yeah, the state actually never closed. They didn't have a mask mandate. Well, why did the media say that they opened back up and took took the mandate down? Well, some of the cities decided that they were going to do mandates and uh, and closures and things like that. Uh, but uh, DeSantis came along and said, who's the governor? He came along and said, if you're a business in a city or excuse me, no, I'm sorry. If you're a city and you're going to shut down a business, then you need to submit to my office at the governor's mansion that uh, you're shutting this business down because of a rise in cases or, or spikes or whatever, and you need to provide scientific proof of why you're actually penalizing that business. And so they tried to do that. But of course, we all know there is no scientific basis. So there's nothing that they could do. So they couldn't shut it down. So any business that was forced to close by a locale could appeal to the governor's office and the governor's office would step in and override the city. No kidding. They don't know that. Yeah. Which is what should be going on everywhere, I might add. That seems, I'm with you. That, that seems like that, that's the role of government if you want to get technical about it. They're supposed to be fighting for your interest. Do, do you understand that people in government are put there and they are delegated power that we allow them to have. They don't have that inherently. We allow them to have it. All these people in government, you don't gain that power just by sitting there. We give you permission to have that power. You're, you're governed not, by not consent. 
Yeah, not Pelosi, Pelosi's, but Pelosi, the peacock, says she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, yeah, whatever. She's she's a crackpot old lady. That's what happens when you have the uh, the long term psychological side effects of Botox that are unknown. Okay, is that right there? So Florida. An advisory posted on the school's website regarding face mask policy tells students, teachers, staff, and any visitors that masks are mandatory on all school property as well as on the school buses. A section on non-compliance then spells out the punishment for anyone caught flouting the rules. The state advisory says the wearing of a face covering is a public health issue. Students who do not wear a mask when it is required or refuse to do so should first be this is their exact word, re-educated on the importance of wearing a mask. If after re-education occurs, they still do not comply, the student's administrator should be contacted. And it adds that outlining parents will also be contacted and the student will be forced to switch to online learning if the non-compliance continues. My parents would be getting so many phone calls from the school. Oh, yeah. I'd be I, thrown out I by lunch. There. Yeah. 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 And the... the, the uh, you're required to do online learning? No, I'd still show up for school. What do you? Let's let's do it. You get the law enforcement to drag me out. Do it. You know. Uh, l- let's let's bring that. Get the law involved because you go that far. I'm gonna get some lawsuits going. We're gonna have some fun. But I've not been in school for a few years, so they have they have um they have examples here of what are acceptable face masks and what are unacceptable face masks, if you guys are curious. Let's hear it. Examples of acceptable face coverings include paper, because paper is going to protect you, right? Include paper or disposable face masks, cloth face masks, neck gaiters, buffs, or other cloth apparel completely covering the nose and mouth, right? Because apparently you don't need oxygen. Examples of unacceptable face coverings include lace, mesh, crocheted, or other masks or face coverings that are not solid material, that have exhaustion valves or vents that allow air to be exhaled through a hole in the material, face coverings that are worn so that large gaps exist between the face covering and the person's skin and face shields. So basically, basically what they're saying is, is make sure that thing's nice and tight so you can't breathe properly. That's what they're saying. Technically, by based on their their rules there that they say you're supposed to follow, um, you could take a piece of trapper keeper paper, you know, the ones with the rings on there, yeah, and just tie some strings on it and put it around your face, yeah. and that's adequate based on their regulations there. Thanks for pointing that out. I, I'd like to I'd like to see these students, especially high school students, uh, being able to maintain a perfect seal of a paper or a doctor's mask. A, a, a porous mask. I was, you know, the mask that we wear in my industry make that seal and the cartridges that we use, depending on which ones, uh, really only have a continuous use of two to four hours, depending on what they are. <clears throat> so like the P100s, I usually get a day out of them, but I'm not in there for eight hours. I'm in there for about four to five hours. So they're toast by the end of the day. Um, it's it, it just, the common sense is completely out the window on this agenda that they're pushing. Um, it's it, they want a socialist state. I mean, they've indoctrinated kids. They've been teaching this in universities here in the United States to say, hey, socialism's great. We all get a piece of our pie and, you know, we all don't have to work hard. For that. Uh, some of us, you know, some of you don't even have to work for it. We'll just take care of it for you. And you all get your little piece of the pie. You get your little white little picket fence home. You don't ask any questions. You just do what we say. You work here at this factory or this factory. If we actually had factories. <laughs> yeah. That's the bottom line, though. Uh, comply. 
Yeah, that, that's basically what they're teaching the kids to do uh, with this, at least in the schools and the outside the schools, it's comply. You'll do what the government says. Um, but the, the other thing is, is, um, you know, as we were talking yesterday, uh, Johnny mentioning the manufacturing. Manufacturing is not in the plan for the developed world. You don't do manufacturing by 2030 in the developed world. You take that to places like China or India. You know, you, you take it to developing countries or what they deem developing countries. Not and, a single uh, piece, not a single piece of that infrastructure plan had anything to do with manufacturing. Not a single piece of it. Oh, and by the way, uh, we'll talk about this on uh, we'll talk about this on Monday. We'll we'll hold this till Monday uh, because we'll we'll go ahead and jump out of here. But uh, uh, on Monday, we're going to cover the military has now jumped on board. They're going to get on board with the green agenda. They're going to double down. They want all electric military vehicles now in the coming days, right? In the coming years. Isn't that going to be great? Are they going to be like nuclear powered vehicles? I think, no, that, I think that was an April Fool's joke. Was that an April Fool's joke that you saw nope. that? Nope. Nope. Dead serious. The Pentagon confirmed it. Yeah. We live in bizarro world. It's backwards. I don't get it. And I, they, you know, when you were talking about complying, what they're teaching is how to comply. They, what they teach you they're not teaching you independent thought. I mean, there was a time when they would teach kids independent thought to really try to troubleshoot things and break, figure it out. There's none of that. There's you just comply and do it this way because this is the way to do it. And that's BS. I agree. Uh, is there anything else that uh, any of you wanted to cover today? I know I know I said that uh, it was going to be kind of short and uh, we're, we're pretty much at that time. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we uh, jumped out of here? No. Thank you guys for having me. Let me vent get my counseling in. Hey. It's an open forum. I told you anytime, you know, we, we were actually just going to call it a call it a weekend. But, uh, you know, since you jumped in, you had some time, you know, why not? So uh, we'll put this out. And, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So we'll put this out and uh, we'll be sending this along. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do any like fancy promos or anything like that today. Uh, but like I said, I completely forgot that this was a holiday weekend. So uh, we are going to jump out of here. But uh, thank you guys for being here today. I want to thank all the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend and have a wonderful holiday. 